0: Disney CEO Bob Iger throws down the gauntlet during the company's Q2 earnings call earlier this week. A review of Disney's financial status and the latest on its ongoing fight with Florida today on a special episode of the Adult Meets Disney podcast. Stay tuned. Hey, everybody, and welcome to this special episode of the Adult Meets Disney podcast. I'm your host, Tom, and I want to thank you for joining me for this. It is earnings call time. We had the Disney earnings call, Q2 earnings call earlier this week. Lots happening with this. Financials, yes, but also Bob Iger just throws down against Ron DeSantis. Talking about that today, wanted to start off talking about where we are with the numbers, with the financials. And this is all coming directly out of the earnings report, which is found online. And you can go and check this out for yourself. We're not going to get crazy into details here. We're going to keep this at the very high level type things. So the areas we're going to cover, we're going to cover the media and entertainment. So this is going to be the TV networks, Disney Plus. We're going to cover content sales, so that's films. And we're going to cover the parks to wrap it up. So looking at where we're at, so Q2 for Disney is January, February, March. So that's where we're at with this. And when we look at the total uh, revenue for Disney Media and Entertainment, that looked to be $14 billion, but the overall operating income for it was $1.1 billion, which compared to the same quarter last year was a 42% drop. Uh, Disney Parks and Experiences had a total revenue of 7.7 billion, with an operating revenue of 2.1 billion, which is a 23% increase compared to this time last year. Which really shouldn't be surprising, with a lot of the unfortunate nickel and diming that has been happening at the parks. So once again, the Parks and Experiences division, which encompasses parks, certainly but also merchandise sales, Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney. That is what is buoying the company in face of a lot of losses over on the media and entertainment side. Looking at the media and entertainment side. So we have linear networks. That's basically cable. That's stuff like ESPN and ABC. There's direct-to-consumer. That's Disney+, Hulu, ESPN+. And then there's content sales and licensing which is basically the film studios. So those are our three big areas that we're going to look at with this. When we look at the operating income, or it's not even, it's pointless to look at revenue. When we look at operating income, which is basically how much money did you make? We look at linear networks, $1.8 billion, which sounds like a lot, but it's actually a 35% drop from where they were at the same time last year. And direct-to-consumer, had yet another loss of, this time, $659 million, which does sound rough. Like, I'll give you that, but when you look at it compared to the same quarter last year, it was $887 million. So the loss got less bad, would be a way of looking at it. And then content sales and licensing, so the films, lost $50 million. So they were in the red. Compared to the last time, last quarter or Q2 of 2020, uh, 2022, that one had a $16 million profit. So direct-to-consumer lost money. Uh, Content sales, i.e. the film studios, lost money. The only thing that made money was linear TV, and that is going down. Now, it 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 does make sense that the cable side of things is going down. More people are getting rid of cable. So that one makes sense. And the less people that are there, the less people that are going, the less money, I should say, that is going to be funneled into commercials and advertising and all of that. Also, Disney said that the expenses associated with a lot of the rights for major sports, so NFL and college football playoff, were higher this year than last year. So that's what's causing the bit of a drop there the rest of it is just we know we know it's happening we know that disney plus is going to continue to lose money and when you look at the number of paid subscribers whether it be with disney plus espn plus and hulu it all kind of stays the same there was a small like 1% drop for disney plus domestically which is us and canada there was a small gain in espn plus and Hulu kind of just was a wash. So there's not really much in terms of subscriber change. Uh, when you look at the amount of revenue per subscriber for Disney+, Plus, it's slightly higher this year than it was at the same quarter last year. But that's because prices have gone up. The ad tier is in there. That's all contributing to this. So looking at the the, the TV aspect of it, Linear TV is only going to be able to keep this thing going for so long because as more and more people get rid of cable, the the money in cable TV is just going to go away. That's that's just a fact. We said it here before. When the contracts for major sporting leagues come up to be renegotiated, I can 100% see Disney trying, doing whatever they can to get the streaming rights to a lot of those things. So. If you follow NFL football, right now, Amazon has the streaming rights to Thursday night football. Uh, So the NFL schedule was just released, and you can see Thursday night, it all says Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime, Amazon Prime. Disney's going to want something like that, so they can migrate everything from ESPN, the cable network, over to ESPN Plus, the streaming. Because they'll be able to charge more for ads on that. That's probably where we're going. Live sports is what's keeping most of cable TV afloat, anyways. When it comes to the content sales and licensing part, so remember, this is the film studios. They're saying, well, this quarter had a lot of success because of Avatar. The real meat and potatoes of Avatar, they were realized in Q2, and they still lost money. Now remember, Disney had to pay a proportion of. the the revenue from Avatar to James Cameron, and there was a lot more that went into it. And Disney's only real, like, in-house, pure Disney thing that was released during Q2 was Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, which, looking at the budget that that movie had, probably lost money, which makes sense when you see the outcome here of, of negative on their balance sheet. So not a great quarter for the films, Decent quarter for TV, primarily going to be ESPN with a lot of football being happening or happening over that time. Uh, and Disney Plus, while it did lose money, it was getting better. So the loss isn't as dramatic as the $1.5 billion loss that they had last fiscal year. Now they're down to $600 million. Still a lot of money. Still a lot of money, but it's getting better. Looking over at the parks, so remember, this is Disney Parks, experiences and products, so this is all the merchandise, Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, all of that. When looking at what Disney is saying here uh, regarding a total income of $2.1 billion, uh, they have domestic parks, of course, making the most amount of, most amount of money, international parks coming in as well with having more money, which is great compared to this time last year. They weren't making any money because a lot of the international parks during the second quarter of last year were still being affected by COVID, like they weren't open. So now everything is back open and they're seeing a lot of revenue because of that. What was interesting looking at their report, in fact, I think the most interesting thing about their report regarding the parks was that Disney World was not the big contributor. In fact, Disney World. Had a decrease compared to Disneyland. So, Disney, they even say in here, Disney says because of Disneyland and Disney Cruise Line, a lot of the domestic things looked on the up and up. And they even say, and I'm going to read this right out of their report, uh, that a decrease at Walt Disney World was offset by growth at Disneyland. So, the money lost via Disney World, we were able to counterbalance that because of the money gained at Disneyland. And it says, that where is it here here we go the decrease at Walt Disney World was due to higher costs partially offset by increased volume higher cost reflected cost inflation increased expenses associated with new guest offerings and higher depreciation so i'm not sure what depreciation they're talking about here and in terms of new guest offerings like Toronto, well tron soft opened i i don't know what what, what other things they're talking about there? Hopefully not that Moana thing. That, that hopefully is not putting Disney World behind. But we know that Disney World is having less people come to it because they're throwing things like discounts and the dining card. And now Dining Plan is coming back. And park reservations are like pseudo kind of going away. So they are doing things to try to entice people to come back to the park. So Disney World is is it's it's not going to hurt by by any stretch and the parks are going to continue to make money but when a company is throwing discounts or other stuff out there they can say it's because we're listening to people but it's also in response to the bottom line that's where a lot of these decisions are being made so that was a very high level overview as to where we are with the earnings call I uh, Disney's certainly still making plenty of money. The things that are losing money are things that have traditionally lost money. Things that are making money are things that traditionally did make money. The only real surprises that came out of this were, honestly, Disney World was down compared to Disneyland and and Disney Cruise Line. That was That was kind of the only real shock. We got a couple of cool announcements. I think the biggest cool announcement was that By the end of 23, Disney Plus and Hulu are going to be on the same app, so that'll make it at least a little bit more convenient, but that was pretty much where we're at. Okay, now going over to what Bob Iger said about Florida, so he like throws down the gauntlet on this one, basically saying, listen, do you want us to invest in Florida or not? I, I mean, it was. It sounded very line in the sand type thing, and taking like a day to think about this, I'm going okay. Ron DeSantis is not going to back down. He won't. He he not not he won't. He can't. He can't do it. He has way too much on the line. He he needs to. He needs to eke out every single piece of political capital possible. Should he decide to run for president? He's gonna need it if that happens. So he's not going away. That, that, that's, that's gonna be around as long as he's in that office. That's gonna be around. And I have seen so much of this on YouTube and Twitter. And by the way, if you're not following us on Twitter at AMDiz Podcast, but I've seen so much of it there. Like there, there seems to be a group of folks who are. 100% on the slam dunk, Disney's got this, no, no doubt about it, open and shut. And then there are folks who are saying, nope, Disney's done for, this is it. Ron DeSantis is going to be laughing as he puts up his face on front of Magic Kingdom, and like, that's going to be it. And it's, it's becoming very tiring, uh, to, to say the least. I, it's totally okay to have an opinion on what's happening there there is no doubt about that have an opinion but to stand up there and say no matter what side you're on this is a 100% open and shut i i am right that's that that that's just going to cause everybody to get mad at each other like it's okay to think i think that this is a freedom of speech issue and the state overstepped their bounds because the only reason that they went after Disney was because Disney spoke up against a piece of legislation. That's your opinion. Cool, great. Versus other people who think, well, Disney had no right to this type of uh, uh, tax district and they should have kept their mouth shut and this is what they get for it. That's your opinion, that's your opinion. But like, let's let's one realize that that unless you work for the Walt Disney company it, it's it's let's just take a deep breath with it uh, and it's something we said last week like there's there's just way too much vitriol and anger and people calling each other that they've never met on twitter just awful things like that that needs to stop i think the only thing we can all agree on regarding any of this complete mess that is 100% needless. Totally did not need to happen. That this is going to go to court. And it was probably going to get appealed no matter who wins. It, it's, it's going to be. And that's the federal one, let alone what happens with this one that's in the state court in Florida. And I also saw that, that some people are saying that Iger's comments mean that, like, that's it. Disney is just going to uproot and go to, go to a friendlier state. And like, no, 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 they're not. It's not going to happen. Walt Disney World is a city. It it is a legitimate city. It's what, like 27,000 acres? So so moving that would be like picking up all of Manhattan or, or, or all of San Francisco and just moving it to a different place. Like, no, can't happen. I think the thing to, to kind of realize is that, one, could that mean that he's not going to invest that $17 billion into Florida if the state continues to just legitimately, it seems like, go after Disney because they have nothing better to do? And I say that facetiously. Obviously, there's a lot of other things that they can and honestly should be doing, but that's besides the point. Disney has been around for 100 years right now. So they're celebrating their 100th anniversary. And just think, like, if there's anybody that, that maybe you're fortunate enough in, in your family to have somebody who is verging on 100 years old, or if nothing else, uh, usually on, on your local news, they'll highlight a story of, of a, a person who just turned 100 or 101, and they talk about all that they've seen throughout their life. And it's 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 kind of fascinating to think about about something that old, like 100 years ago, 1923. Like what 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 do you think a company or, or a person or anybody who was born or, or was founded in this case of a company in 1923 has seen has been through. Right. Like like Disney has Disney as a company has been through the Great Depression. World War II, the massive inflation of the 1970s into 80s, the dot-com bubble, the 2008 housing market crash, COVID, and it's still here. It survived all of that. All of it. So if it it could survive all of that, there is no way, no way a, a political person who's trying to stir up political points, is going to force them to leave Florida. That It's just not going to happen. It won't. Disney as a company has been around a lot longer than the current administration in Florida, and it's going to be around a lot longer after that administration leaves office, and then some. That's just it. Disney's basically like Thanos. It's, it's Disney, Mickey might as well stand up and just be like, "I am inevitable." That, that that's just where we're at with this. So it, it it's Disney's not going to go anywhere. They won't. And the the fact that this had even come to a lawsuit is just it. I'm not even going to go down that route because it's just going to make me mad to continue to talk about that. Um, the other thing that that I've been seeing a lot in whether it be uh, Twitter or YouTube or, or, or wherever, Whatever. pick your social media platform of choice, is that this is a sign, this, this earnings call and previous earnings calls have been a sign that Disney is going broke. This is the so-called go woke, go broke, which is honestly just a catchphrase at this point. Disney is not broke by any stretch. There are going to be ups and downs in every, every enterprise. This is this is very much an infinite game. Disney is not out to win. Disney is out, much like every other business, whether it be a Fortune 500 company to a small business in town. You don't win in business. You survive. You 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 outlast the competition. That's that's the name of the game. The game is survival. It is not win. And, and I think that that's that's a mindset that it, when we look at a business you have to keep in mind they, there there certainly was in disney's history a time where they nearly did go broke if you're interested in that in the 1980s disney was nearly the victim of a hostile takeover because the stock in the 1980s like the early 80s was trading at like next to nothing uh, very very low. And a lot this was when like Roy and uh Michael Eisner comes in and and all of that. That's when this happens. And if you're interested in learning about Disney's history, especially around the almost hostile takeover, there are some dynamite documentaries about this on YouTube. Uh if you just go to YouTube and type in, you know, Disney hostile takeover documentary, you'll see a few of them pop up. They are expertly done. And I, I, I'd i really recommend checking those out if you want to learn more and see a time when Disney truly was broke. I mean, it was out of that that the whole Disney renaissance happened. Uh, so definitely go and check that out. But in its current state, Disney is definitely not broke. Definitely not. You know, it's a tough economic time for Disney, but it's a tough economic time for everyone. Like, How much are eggs right now? So it's it's really tough. And if you were to look at the stock price for so many companies out there, they're they're all you know a lot of it's down. It's tough, especially in streaming. A lot of it happens to be down. So it's a tough time, and and finances aren't a direct linear path. It's not going to be up, 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 up. There are going to be ups and downs along the way. I mean, just think about your own household budget. Your own household budget, you probably have months where you're able to put a little bit more into savings, maybe, and then there are other months where, you know, the the something broke, something happened to your car, you got sick, and you had to spend more money, and you ended that month in the red. That's just how budgeting works, that's how expenses work, and sometimes you have more time in the red than you want, but then it all balances out. You strategically spend your money, you budget correctly and you start to see things come back up. That's what's probably going to happen here. So looking at something in the hyper-acute and looking at something and saying, well, in the most recent times, you know, Disney versus pick a company, and, you know, Comcast. Disney versus Comcast. Well, Comcast and Universal had the Super Mario movie, and that made a ton of money, so therefore, Disney's done for, and Universal's going to win. And it's like, okay, that's... That That's 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 a one-off, but remember, we're in this for the infinite. We're not in this, this isn't a game of, of baseball. There's not nine innings, and then that's it. It's we keep playing. The goal is to keep playing. So Universal has a great film. Bob Iger came out and admitted it. Okay, great. Let's carry on. Let's learn and grow and stay in the game. That's the name of it. So Disney's going to bounce back. It will. It's going to take time but they're going to bounce back. So no need to worry about that. And honestly, when you look at the finances right now, this quarter, were they down? Yeah, but they weren't as down as they could have been. So at least things are heading in the right direction. And we'll see what happens when Q3 comes out. And of course, at the end of the year, they'll do a whole year report. And the end of the year is going to be um, the end of September. So we'll probably get the full report sometime later into 2023, probably like the November area. And we'll see what happens. Because by then, we're going to have more time with Cruise Line. We're going to have more things open in Disney World. We're going to have more films come out that hopefully do better. We're going to hopefully see Disney Plus start to turn a little bit of profit, if not even just break even. You'll start to see things like this. And and Disney announced, and, and you can go and find the transcript of the call online Disney announced a whole host of different plans to try to correct the ship. So we'll see how they play out. But remember, it's the long game. We're in This is the infinite game. The goal of this is to survive. There are no winners or losers. The goal is survive. All right, so that's everything that we have for today. A bit ranty, but that's okay. We're okay doing a bit ranty on this one when it comes to stuff like this. We'll be back next week with our usual Monday episode where we're going to talk about more about some experiences that we've had with Disney. But if you like what you heard here and you want to continue to hear more, please like, subscribe, leave a review or a comment on this show or any of our other shows. Follow us on Twitter at amdispodcast. We're also on TikTok, amdispodcast. Follow us on social media and do, do tell a friend to do the same until next time everyone i hope you have a magical day